Hello everyone. Today we are with uh, Shahriar Faraji, uh, a young entrepreneur who started uh, one receipt uh, product and uh, uh, services. So, um, welcome, and uh, I would like to to, uh, to start with uh, your introduction of uh, you know your background and uh, how you started one receipt. Sure. Uh, thanks, Ahmed, for the introduction. Uh, thanks. Thanks, everyone. My name is Shahir. I'm the founder of OneRoseed. Um, I came around with the OneRoseed idea back in the first year of uni. So, uh, like I was tired of having paper receipt, uh, dealing with all this. So, now what's OneRoseed that we came up with is a true contactless receipt, which is a privacy sharing. We well, are privacy uh, uh, concern, which is you don't share your email or your SMS with third parties in order to exchange of getting a digital receipt. So just simply you pay with your phone. Now you just download one receipt app to scan a unique barcode to get all your receipt at uh, in the mobile so application. Is, is it just a mobile application or is there like a barcode uh, receipt printer attached to this platform? So yeah, so there's no there's no printing, there's no nothing. So you just there will be barcode scanner which we call pyramid yep. at the checkout, where you will download the monitor application. You would scan that barcode and you get your receipt. Okay, your cool. Monitor. And it's a completely like privacy centric product where it's your information it's isn't shared. It's privacy privacy centric, contactless. So yeah, so paperless, true. All of them. That's cool. I'm sure uh, COVID's helped everyone understand how to use barcodes. So it's probably been the good thing for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. I think everyone uh, see the needs for something like this uh, much more right now. Um, so <clears throat> what, tell us a bit about your journey, uh, Sharia. You know, where you started, uh, you know, the, the issues you had in. in uh, the whole journey, uh, you know, in the app or software side or the, you know, developments of your pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the journey, as I was saying, the journey started the first year of my uni. So I like actually starting at the, getting the development of the software side. Like we actually pivoted a few times, joined into the uh, RMIT Accelerator program, who will be actually from like going from a bootstrap stage to sandbox like testing with different SMEs to actually check like do we need actual pyramid scanner or do we need like a purely SaaS model like how to just build a barcode reader I could say into the machine but yeah so it's all different trying different methodology uh pivoting uh and yeah have have you been building the the product yourself? Have you been outsourcing to different partners, getting providers on board? How have you gotten the the software from the idea you had? No, so 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 my background because I actually finished Bachelor of yep. Computer Science. So my background is like actual computer science. So I actually did myself partially, but I also have a team in development side. Uh, also outsources force, yeah. So it's it's mix yeah. and match. Okay, cool. So then the barcode scanner is something that you deploy out at the the stores or restaurants or wherever it may be. Is that right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So the pyramid scanner is completely 
it's it's free for retailers because basically uh when they subscribe to us because they the retailer will charge on a per transaction model so basically they don't mm -hmm. charge on that when they register we'll install them for them and they uh, let their shoppers to scan the bar okay cool and you're calling it the pyramid scanner is that because of the shape of it or is there a reason for calling it pyramid, pyramid. it is yeah, it's it's because of the okay, shape. Okay, I haven't I haven't thing. seen it yet, so I'm just curious. <laughs> I can actually show so you. Why, so why you came oh, up okay, with, cool. with this shape? Oh yeah, perfect. Nice and bright, easy to identify in the store too. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because as you've seen, because mainly at the checkout, most of them are black and white, mm -hmm. and then we wanted to have some sort of like stand out that we also like a marketing on the spot to know like this checkout is like one receipt enabled and to take it from memory. Okay. Just one question I've got on sort of the implementation side. I'm more of the technical person. So have you had trouble? Are you integrating with the point of sale systems? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like you're scanning re paper receipts. Yeah, that's that's actually our goal right now. So as of right now, so we have around 20 point of sales on board, uh, which we actually finish. Yep. By last week, we finished around 10 of them integration. So across Australia, so we're now actually working with New South Wales, Perth, Queensland to actually deploy into mm -hmm. wider region. Because now in Melbourne, we have like a, I could say a test pilot, which is in our IGAs around four to five, which people can yep. go. But that uh, was earlier, but now we're actually expanding into more as we're getting more POS partners on board. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's really easier, a hardware and a software piece together, the consumer-facing app plus then the, the hardware barcode scanner to make sure it's a proper solution for everyone. It is, it is. Very good. So uh, one question I have, uh, considering that you have, uh, you know, gone through a journey and launched your product and you have uh, your integration. In terms of your integration into different systems and, of course, your journey uh, based on your development, what sort of challenges you had uh, which could be interesting for other people started the journey that you already yeah so yeah. challenges mainly <clears throat> yeah so challenges wasn't mainly on the technical aspect it was mostly on the customer acquisition testing it trying it because at first like i didn't know the approach like i was actually approaching small to medium-sized stores whereas then they would have different uh like i could say like small business they would have like ipad based pos and then some of them they weren't interested and then um trying out and then like i don't know if i go with shoppers first or going to businesses like whichever but then after some time that i like tested with few small businesses realized that small or like retailers doesn't have the authority much on actually implementing a new technical side on their store so i was like okay if you go into point of sale that point of sale can like persuade them to actually put that because they would have more authority than us as a like third party, I could say. Yeah, it also sort of helps probably because it's a it's a bigger distribution network that way. You don't have to hit each individual store, try to go to the larger partner to then reach out to their customer base and leverage them. Yeah, because like that point of sale could kind of force them to actually implement yep. this. Okay. So have you had any technical challenges in designing the, the pyramid scanner? or the actual application besides the integration? Yeah, so we had. So in terms of technical, because like one one of the core logic of one was to be able to work with majority of point of sale. That was our uh, like 
the main research project. I like designing an algorithm to cross-platform, which actually came. So after analyzing different output of the, um, I could say, receipts, different type of POS. So that's one. In terms of also the pyramid as well. So that was the software side, but the hardware side was also something to be compact, something to be like easily scannable by um, shoppers. So basically at different light um, environment. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's like, I could say too hard. Quite a few things there to consider. Quite a few hard things there to consider on the hardware side. So I never even would have thought about the different lighting environments in different and stores. Also, <laughs> it is. And one yeah, other thing, so one other thing in terms of the uh, software side, since we also have, like I could say, a marketing dashboard, which we give to retailers, it's like we, uh, because our, the goal of one receipt is privacy centric. So it's no data shared to, um, I could say, any third parties. That's also one of our challenge to actually, uh, in the marketing dashboard, like give uh, as much closed data, uh, but like in anonymized format. Mm -hmm. So that's also one type, one type of issue that we actually can. Okay. Have. Yeah. So then, as a retailer, you have so more aggregated data and anonymous so you don't see this person board you'll see like mm. a customer segment i'm assuming or a target market no so basically that the retailer yeah so the retailer doesn't see any email or phone number nothing so but whereas we'll just give them access to target to the shoppers via mm. our channel so yeah. okay cool mm. Uh, one uh, question came to my mind because you know this is a new technology and I think that's um, provided a lot of benefit uh, in terms of now using a paper or you know those sort of old technologies we all receiving a lot of receipts and uh, probably not doing much uh, by them uh, or if you want to keep one they usually you know cannot last for too long the quality of the paper and the print will you know fade off so have you seen any resistance in accepting this technology by big retailers or uh, you know different people that you approach by? Yeah. And um, why is that? If if you have any. So yeah. So earlier again. So back in like early days. Yeah, I, I actually faced. Uh, and the the comments that we were uh, getting was uh, not much shoppers actually using it. How we actually persuade them. Um, and then, because uh, we actually, as I was saying, uh, we actually pivoted on our business model section because earlier we were actually using subscription based like per month. So the retailer had to actually pay per month. Whereas uh, that was also one of the uh, issues retailer will have was saying, okay, so you know, we will incorporate this at our store and a digital receipt platform, but we actually pay, we have to pay this X amount per month. And if nobody uses it, it's nothing. So, so that's one of the issue that would, they would like concern, I would say. And then, all right. So based on the feedback, we came. All right, saying we'll do per transaction. You just leave it there. Uh, even if no one uses it, you're giving option to the shoppers. And um, when someone uses it, you just pay us. That's it. That was one of their uh, biggest, I could say, concern. So. We will pay for this, but nobody uses it. There's no use. 
So when you started the business, did you contact any of the retailers and see how they would approach the product and the from a pricing model? Or did you just think a subscription model would be best? No, so I was just thinking subscription model will best. Yep. Okay. That's uh, And then uh, I was just after Yeah, so sometimes yeah, we do see like with a, startups so is oh, so, sorry. Yeah. I'll let you go go. Sorry. I was say we do see sometimes with startups where no, no, they don't get the stakeholders involved early enough to try to decide on those business decisions, which can affect and that's why you've done that pivot. But you you've caught that problem early and understood it, so the pivot has happened, which has been a good thing. Yeah. 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 And then so yeah, so because that's also because was also was my first. So it was so much so much learning on that also. Mm-hmm. So but it's good that I just encountered that earlier so like pivoting first so yeah okay very good i also know that uh you recently uh nominated and get a finalist for an award uh in melbourne so tell us a bit more about that yeah so we actually got um so fine for this year we finalist for the sustainability category in melbourne awards so yeah so we earlier this year we applied for it and then over 200 uh, out of almost 200 actually finalists uh, for sustainability and a couple of weeks ago we actually had the ceremony went over and then fortunately we weren't actually winner but it was a really great privilege to be part of like a, a impactful uh, community that actually trying to make a change so but yeah okay yeah uh, so all, all the um, so how many categories was in there in, in the so it was it was eight categories so it was eight categories and over two hundred applied and then now it's there was twenty nine uh, finalists and then there was eight winners which you were uh, one of the finalists finalists in the sustainability category thanks a lot. And uh, from now, what is your journey ahead? So how you uh, see everything's going forward in terms of your plan for the partnership in the future? So, yeah, so now the plan is to actually focus more on the marketing side to get more, as I was saying, more point of sale, more retailers to use this and get more feedback from the previous. So basically get more feedback to improve it, grow and yeah so we want to focus more on marketing side especially in next year so rolling out into different store like not only supermarket in hospitality in different venues where they would issue receipts then get collect more feedback and improve upon it cool one thing uh, Sherry that I've seen um, you know most of the time when you launch launch your product into the market is that based on the customer feedbacks, uh, you might need to go back into your uh, you know design boards and uh, do some uh, updates and modification and uh, bring in new versions and things like this. Is that something that you have noticed as well or you have any plan for it? Yeah, yeah. So we actually started doing that. So we actually starting to improving the, the next version of the mobile application the retailer uh, configuration, I could say, the retailer dashboard. So we actually started to do that because we actually incorporate, like I could say, a feedback feedback form for all other uh, 
customers. So basically the moment they actually came across any bugs or feature requests, we actually could see it and then uh, goes into our backlog. And then based on that, we will have a chat with the team and then prioritize all, um, I could say requests and incorporate into the next version. Oh, cool. With your, your journey so far, is there any learnings or anything you would like to share with someone else who's starting out with, say, a hardware or IT project, like what you've been doing, something they could learn or take yeah. away from to try and get a step ahead? Yeah, it is. So so if anyone, like, wanting to actually start, so I would rather have, like, some sort of, like, minimal prototype rather than spending majority of the time getting a working, uh, I could say, MVP and then go focus on the marketing side more rather than the technical, get the early side of the customers, get some proof on the business model and all this that works. And then once you're actually sure you got uh, that customer's warning, then okay, go put the investment on the building side. Which is, yeah, that's yeah, so once you get their interest and know there's a customer base. It's less risky on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, certainly. Good lesson. Thanks for that, Sharia. And I hope someone out there can take a, a bit away from that sort of a lesson and focus on their marketing and try to get their customers in first and hopefully that gets them a step ahead. Yeah, no, no, cool, sure. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.